All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode five of SCAR with Dustin Rivenbark. And SCAR stands for Seeking Courage and Redemption. Now, the intent of the podcast, kind of the why are we here, is to work out our trials or our hardships in such a way that we can see God's glory and begin to unfold His plan for our lives. But a lot of times you might be asking, why? What does this have to do with me? Why do I need to listen to Scar? And the truth is, is that, is that we all have stuff, right? We, we all have issues, plain and simple. We, we all have stuff, whether big or small. It could be job-related. It could be um, uh, family-related. It doesn't matter. We all have issues. So we all need to um, be able to share or have an avenue to listen to other people share the trials and the fires and tribulations that they have been through. Now, I am so excited. I am sitting here at Kiss My Axe with none other than Ricky Stokes, the Ricky Stokes, and I'm super excited. Ricky, say hello to everybody. Hello, it's good to be here, and I appreciate the invite to be here. Man, we are so glad you're here, Ricky, and uh, you know, when I thought about Ricky Stokes, and I thought about, you know, interviewing you, I wondered what would be my topic? What would be, uh, could we talk about could we talk about controversy? Could we talk about all of, could we talk about news, media? Could we talk about all of that? And the first thing that came to my mind was grit. All right? Yeah. And, and so I want to know a little bit, how did Ricky Stokes News get started? What, what's, what started this thing? It actually started as a political battle. Uh, the former sheriff of Houston County and I got into a, a match of, controversy right and he and his commander put in to show me they were the most powerful people in this county and I put in to show them they were not right and that's kind of how it started I went to talk radio said you need an investigative reporter I need a position in the game I'll do your news for free so I started doing talk radio and then from there went into the website so that's kind of how I started so ironically the sheriff and I were raised in church together okay so, so how was the blood between all of that? Well, I, I was raised at Southside, but when I got married, I went to Memphis because my wife was raised at Memphis. Sure. So we had to make a choice of the two. Okay. Uh, and so we kind of clashed over them not responding to a call. And when we clashed, he put in to show me he was so powerful. I put him to show him what. And, and so after I started with talk radio and we started hitting some topics and some things, Eventually, he and I became friends before his term ended. Man, how cool is that, Ricky? That's a great story. I, what makes you think that you had what it took at that time to make a shift, make a change, go against the powers that be, or whomever? What made you think that you had what it took to start what we know now as Ricky Stokes News? It is, it's something that kind of grew without a... a, a game plan. Uh, I just knew in the battle, the political battle, because I was raised in it since I was 15 years old. The political battle, I had to get a position in the game because politics is a game. Sure. And that's why I went to the talk radio. I knew how to find out things. I've done investigations. I, you know, I was coroner. And you know what one thing people don't do uh, to the coroner? They don't talk back. 
Right. Yeah. You got to figure it out. You got to figure out right. what the circumstances yeah. are. So investigations, what I knew, so I knew how to find out things. Yeah. And then when some people were overheard, well, the worst nightmares happened is McKee used to talk radio and Stokes are together. Stokes knows how to find where the bones are buried. Right. And right. that it just kind of grew and grew and grew from there. So I want to translate this to the average person that may be sitting at home, uh, maybe waiting on their next big venture, maybe waiting on um, a decision of what to do next, maybe waiting on God's word, God's wisdom. Uh, Maybe they're in the middle of possibly looking at uh, being terminated, whatever it may be. You mentioned something uh, about that, that I think is so key for leadership something that's so key for moving forward in life, no matter what that next big thing is, that next big beauty, you said you got to know, you knew how to find out. You knew how to find the answers that you were looking for. And I think so many times we get blinded by the circumstance. We get blinded by the situation, the thing that's not going our way, that we forget to look deeper and discover those bones. Brother Todd, Sunday. And I, I, as you were talking, was trying to remember the exact topic, the title that he had. But his message was what Ricky Stokes needed to hear Sunday. My life was planned out to be sheriff of this county. That's what my goal was to be. I never dreamed that I would be in the news business. I never dreamed that I'd be in the bail bonding business. None of that was ever in my day planner. Right. right. God turned me a totally different direction. And uh, that's, you know, how it came about, it just kind of came about. The only reason I ran for coroner at 21 years old was to prepare me to get into position to run for sheriff. Sure, sure. But that's never going to happen, and at my age now, I really don't have the desire anymore. And a lot of what you're talking about, that message that was preached Sunday, a lot of that was learning to let go. Learning to let go of those things that are that are holding me back. Uh, we use a term at Ashford High School called uh, uh, burn the boats. That means just burn the ships, anything that's holding you back from just giving it all you've got, man. And and that's what you're doing. And and certainly you're no stranger to controversy. No. Okay. All right. So, uh, and guys, ladies and gentlemen, whether you like this man or not, you respect what he does. You respect the grit that he has shown. You respect the following that he has gained and all that he's been able to withstand. Because I promise you, at some form or another, you have gone on Ricky Stokes to get your news. I'll tell you right now, Ricky, uh, my wife, anytime she hears an alarm go off, anytime she hears news, doesn't matter what it is. If something's going down, she's got to get on Ricky Stokes. So, so no matter what you may be thinking as a listener, you respect this. And I just want to know, where, where did this grit where did this come from? Where did I, I started as a dispatcher with the sheriff's office, and when I started doing the news, you've got to be re- regular with it. You know, some people start and then they stop. You've got to be constant with it. That's why Ricky Stokes News grew is because we were constant with it, and we kept growing and growing and growing because of that. People like to know what's happening. They like to know what's going on. I have one other guy that works with me full-time, Matt, that helps cover the news. Most of it is just he and I. 
people want to know why three fire trucks, an ambulance, and a battalion chief and a police car running lights siren to that house. Well, it was a kitchen fire that's out when they get there, but they still want to know why they all went. Yeah. So the more consistent you're, you are, people want to know what's going on, what's happening. Right, right. Uh, people have, I call it the blood, guts, and sirens. They want to know what's happening. Yes. And, you know, that's, that's huge. And basically seeing a problem and fulfilling that problem, basically seeing an issue of um, people want to know and I'm the person that can give it to them. And I think that gets lost in translation with average people on, and I, and I say average including myself, on a day-to-day -day basis, we forget to be problem solvers. And I think that stops us from that next level. I think that stops us from taking that next step. That stops us from being all that we were called to be. Do you believe that Ricky Stokes news, that, that the life, you, the way you are headed, your path, do you believe this is God's will for your life? I really do. Uh, you know, it's not where I started out that I wanted to be, mm -hmm. like Brother Todd said about where you're a day planner, what you planned out for your life, mm -hmm. it's, uh, but I really think based on looking back at some things that I've been able to accomplish, yes, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Because while I do take heat, while I do have people firing at me, no way do I compare myself to a pastor at all. But what I've learned, a pastor could stand there 30 minutes, never deviate from the Bible. Somebody's going to criticize it. Without a doubt. They're not going to listen to the message. They're going to criticize the messenger. I found that in Ricky Stokes' news. They criticize the messenger, but they need to stop and listen to what the message is. Mm. Very few of the things that I do is for myself. Most of it is somebody else that's got a problem. I tell people my pain is self-inflicted most of the time for somebody else. Wow. And the system will destroy you. The system will come after you. They'll run over you and never look back. And it happened today to a young man that I did not find out about it till later. But stupid legal advice helped destroy a young man today. Mm. And there's nobody stand up and fight for him. Right. There's nobody stand up and fight the system when they come after you. It doesn't bother me. The governor, he puts his pants on just like I do. That's right. The only reason I don't want to go, I, I, you know, I like Trump. The only reason I don't want to go see Trump, though, is to watch Secret Service work. When Ronald Reagan came to Dothan, yeah, I kind of like to see the president, but I was more interested in how Secret Service worked. Right, right. So they all put their pants on just like yeah. you and I just do. Just like you and I, yeah. But when the power comes after you, it's hard for people to handle, and I kind of stand in that gap. And it doesn't bother me if they get mad at me. They just get mad at me. So knowing a little bit, very little, about your background and some of the stories that we talked about um, before this podcast, Ricky Stokes, and I want to say it right here, Ricky Stokes loves people. Yes. Ricky Stokes is for the people. Yes. Now, can you give us just a little background of some of the ways um, that, that you that you want to be an influence, either whether it be on the younger generation, whether it be on people, how, what is a good avenue that you found to be able to do that? One avenue is people that have problems with a entity 
that's coming after them, I kind of, when I walk in the picture, it kind of changes the dynamic sometimes because I pretty well have done my homework before I walk in. Another way is in the bail bonding business. Mm -hmm. And I can't show the picture. I showed you, sure. young man, that I went to see at the jail, asked him how old he was, and he was 26 or 27. I don't remember which age, but he was friends of my children growing up. I said, do you want to be 50 years old, somebody talking to you through this window? He did not, but he did not believe in God. Well, the chaplain at the jail, which was Joe Holland, worked with him for three weeks, and after three weeks, he decided he'd go to Teen Challenge. In the bail bonding business, if you'll agree to go to Teen Challenge, which is the best program that I've come across to help somebody with a drug addiction, I'll write your bonds for free. Right. Uh, so after three weeks of Joe Holland working with him, he accepted Christ and went. And you saw the before picture and the after picture because showed it to you. Yeah. And you went, It's wow. amazing. Yeah. It was one of the biggest transformations that I've seen in a long time. That's my driving force. I had a mother and grandmother come to me want me to get their son out of jail. Had a 10-year habit of shooting up under his fingernails. And I said, nope. Two things Ricky Stokes knows how to do. I know how to get you out, but I also know how to lock you down where you can't get out. Right. I locked him down where he could not get out. He went to Teen Challenge three years later, and I still, I cannot tell you the date because I've changed it on my phone because I moved it up, but I remember it was 9.46 a.m. I was standing at the soundboard, and I get a text from him that says, three years sober, got my college degree, out of debt, except I just bought a house. I'm getting married in March. Could not understand why you did what you did, but I'll tell you, I thank God for it. I love you for it. Wow. Because, and today, it's 2000. He, he went in 2013. I saw a picture not long ago on Facebook where they just had their first baby. Right. Totally changed person who fought the Man. demon for 10 years. Now, I want something extremely clear. I was one grain of sand in God's beach of sand Amen. for that man's problem. Ricky Stokes didn't fix it. Ricky Stokes was just one grain of sand in God's big plan. And that's some of my greatest joy in the bonding business, also helping some people in the news business on things that I've helped, but helping him to have a difference and have a life. But Ricky Stokes didn't change him. God changed him. I just knew how to put the plugs together. Yeah. Ricky, that's huge. I mean, that is life-changing principles. If we, can, if we can hear what you just said and apply that to our life, that we are not the fixers. All right. Or someone else is not our fixer. The only fixer is under one name. And that's and that's Jesus Christ. Almighty God has a plan for each and every one of us. And, and, and it's up to us to work at that and grow at that relationship and study and pray and, and all of that. But ultimately, God created us to be relational beings. We need people in our lives that will step in. And that will help us fight, that will help us stand in a fire and move forward again, like him or not, you're there and you're on top of it and you are helping people. All right. Another question that I had um, is, is not only where did the grit come from, but, but me looking from the outside in. I have to know, I read a lot of posts on Facebook, 
I read a lot of stuff on Ricky Stokes News. The same people who are looking at it, a lot of them are the same people that are just coming down on you pretty hard. Some, they bring up your family. They talk about your family. They question your Christianity. They say, Ricky Stokes is not a Christian. And in the same sentence, they'll bash your son or your daughter, whatever. doesn't matter. In a lot of ways, that's pretty counterproductive right there. All right? What, how, do you, how do you move forward in that, Ricky? What stops you from just wanting to say, you know what? Hit delete. Close it all. I'm done. I don't let it bother me what people say most of the time. Uh, I really don't like them attacking my kids. You, your family's off limits. My kids are a part of this only because I'm their dad, but they're not a part of Ricky Stokes News. But that's part of the territory. It's just like uh, if you're an elected official and your son does something, how are you responsible for your 22-year-old son doing something? But because you're an elected official, it's going to make front page. Mm -hmm. um, as far as bashing me, I'm going, hey, did they get my name right? I really don't care what they say. I get text. Uh, there was a story that I did was if everybody would shut up, the kids will handle it on their own. Well, somebody sent me a text says I was a poor example of a Christian. They were calling my preacher. I said, here's his phone number. I don't tell him what to preach on Sunday, and he doesn't tell me what to write on Monday. Right. Now, he has a green light that if he sees something, call me. If you see something on there that you think you need to, you've got a green light. Mm -hmm. I've changed each time, even though a few times I didn't want to change it because I love the way it sounded. But because <laughs> I gave him the green yeah. light, call right. me. You know, it's, uh, I am a Christian. I believe in God, period. Do I make mistakes? Yes, I make mistakes every day. But I don't, uh, don't hold what I do against your Christian walk. Uh, you can call me hypocrite, you can call me whatever you want to do. I don't care what you call me, but God is the reason mm -hmm. that we're all here. Them jumping me, I don't, I don't go down front. I tell them not to call on me to pray. Uh, I do the sound. And I'll give you a little story real quick. Sure. One Sunday, when the preacher starts preaching, when I'm doing the sound, I'm not looking at him because I sit down in a chair and the sound system walls higher. Well, he coughed. So I stood up. Because if I'd seen him fixing cough, I would have muted his mic real quick. He coughed the second time. Well, I got his mic off. I reached and picked up a bottle of water and stood there and was watching him. He coughed the third time. I came out of the sound booth on Sunday morning, walked down front, handed him a bottle of water at the pulpit, and walked back. He never drank the water, and he never coughed again. Now, when he's at the pulpit to the left under the floor monitor's a bottle of water. Where the minister of music faces the choir, there's a fern, there's a bottle of water. Where he sits before he comes up to preach, there's a bottle of water. No longer do I have to make the decision that he need a bottle of water. Because okay. I don't want to go down front. Sure. Because I'm controversial, and I don't want anybody to fall, say, oh, look at him, he thinks he's a holy roller because he's down front. Right. No, you're not. If you're looking at me at church, you're looking the wrong direction. You look at the pastor who's preaching, and you look up above at God, right. not Ricky Stokes. And I think, that's, I think that's a lot to be said for us in general, whether we are in the church, realizing that the church is just the four walls. We are the church. When we, when we walk out of that building, we are the church. We carry Christ with us. So if I'm in line at Walmart, it's important for me to understand 
that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not about me. God is my judge. God is your judge. Uh, and, and ultimately, um, we, we stand on the truth that, that we were all created, God's word said, as a masterpiece, okay? And so if, if you believe that, all right, if our listener who disagrees with Ricky Stokes, if they believe that, then they have to know that not only are they created as a masterpiece, but so is Ricky Stokes. And you said it before, uh, and this is teaching us a valuable, a valuable lesson about humanity, all right? So, so it's not just about you or about them or about anybody. We are we. We are children of God. We cannot, we have to stop separating. We have to stop pulling apart because we don't see eye to eye about something. We, 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 we have to understand that we are under uh, uh, Jesus Christ, right? And, and, and so we move forward in love rather than in hate. And, and for one to call someone a hypocrite but turn around and slam family or whatever or what they do is counterproductive. Right? It's it's kind of the same, and and so, uh, you know, I just wanted to to get you. I I, I thought that you, you know by, in order to understand grit, and I've talked about grit in my past couple of of podcasts, and and one thing about grit, is an internal drive, to not quit. It is a deliberate practice. Whether I want to lose weight, I have to be in that gym. I have to rack weights. I have to have a plan. I have to have a program that's going to get me from here to there. Now, am I gonna am I gonna cramp up? Am I gonna get sore? Am I gonna get banged up, bruised up, all of that? Yes. In life, you are gonna get hammered. The storm's coming, brother. The storm is coming, whether I'm a janitor or CEO, doesn't matter. All right. So when that storm comes. I have to have an, an internal compass. I have to have an internal fortitude, a stickability. I have to have a grittiness that says, I'm going to keep stepping. As long as I'm within my, my, my banks, as long as I'm within my, my, uh, my beliefs, we're good. And, and I believe that's where you're coming from in a lot of ways is, is I feel like I need to get this out, okay? I'm solving a problem, I'm getting it out, I'm relying on, on, on faith and, and my creator and, and the people that come against me, they're gonna come, no matter what position or title I hold. Am I, am I correct in that? Absolutely, and, and I'll confess a sin here. I lost it not long ago and I used some language that I should not have used mm -hmm. on a problem I had been trying to solve for months and months. And it was on ambulance response. Yeah. I took over Cottonwood Rescue. I lost it in dealing with a certain individual that has the power on changing it. And mm -hmm. again, I am not proud of how I said it. Sure. But guess what? What? Problem's fixed today. That's right. But I tried and tried and tried tactfully in the right way. I couldn't get it fixed. But it is today, which means the difference in 12 minutes of an ambulance getting to somebody, which can save lives. Right. It wasn't for Ricky Stokes, my fight wasn't. Yes. And guess what? What? 
They ran to my preacher. <laughs> yep, yep. I guess it was a reflection of what was in my heart because that person who's life that could be saved. But they didn't know what all steps had been done and had failed to get the attention to fix the problem. And that's one of the problems with government leaders. They only want credit. They don't want responsibility when it's bad. And I hold their feet for the responsibility. Every time you see a public official take credit for a $100,000 grant they got mm. that a secretary wrote. Right. Right. But he doesn't want to take responsibility for something that went bad. Right. Well, I hold the feet to the fire for both of them. Yeah. And that's what I did. But as a result of it, it's fixed. But they go running to my preacher because I lost my cool. What is his response? In, 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 in that nutshell, that I was wrong yeah. of what I said. Yeah. And I was. Yeah. I'm first to admit my life. Without a doubt. I let my temper get a hold of me. But after about 10 times trying to fix the problems, how many more lives are we going to lose before mm -hmm. we fix the problem? Yeah. And I lost my cool because I'm not going to put up with, well, that's what we've always done. It. Yeah, yeah. That don't work today. You know, and I heard one time, I heard an officer say, um, you, you know, that, that they approach a vehicle and uh, they, they, they try to handle it cordially. That's who they are. They're cordial. They're very nice people, Christians. I know them very well. They handle it cordially. Some people don't accept cordial. No. All right? Some people, is this wrong? I'm not, I'm putting ministry aside, and I'm talking about the safety of people. Sometimes an officer has to rise to the attitude they're given. That's the only way some people are born and raised not knowing any different, Ricky. They, they have to be dealt with the only way they know. And, and that's when an officer will rise up and become assertive or become uh, more, uh, right or wrong, more determined to stop him. We cannot let this escalate. A.B. Clark was the sheriff that I started under. He said, you always start off nice. You're in control, and you let that person decide how you got to be. That's right. And that's the way I've always been. Very, very few times, there has been times, very few times can people say that I came rude. I have an objective. You decide how I've got to reach it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that same way, you know, it'd be nice if you could say, hey, drop that gun down. You don't want to shoot that person. Let's pray. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice. It'd be a perfect world. That's why a lot of times ministry is such a different animal. Ministry for me is, 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 a, is a total different um, animal than whether it be police officer, whether it be uh, judge, probate, whatever, uh, uh, um, bail bondsman, all of that, because they're, such, they're, they're, two, they're different realm. It doesn't mean that they're not children of God. It doesn't mean that they're not under the name of Jesus Christ. It means that, hey, their job, their God-given job calls for a different, type of, um, a, a different type of response. 
I mean, it just yes. does. When I get when I get a, a person that's on drugs that comes to me, uh, I, I want to pray. I want to I want to get them some help. Uh, somebody else's response um, could be, "Hey, we got to get him into a we got to get him into a program. We've got to get him into a uh, get him on lockdown. We've got to get this guy." Um, just there can be so many differences, but still we have to understand that that we have to rise to the level that we're given a lot of times. Do we make mistakes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Whether you're a police officer, whether you're Ricky Stokes, bail bondsman, whether you're uh, a minister, you're going to make mistakes. And I just, I'm so glad uh, that you came and hung out with me. We are literally sitting uh, at a table in the middle of Kiss My Axe. We might just throw us an axe after yeah, this. that's right. And so um, I want to give you a quick passage, and I want you to tell me how this makes you feel, Ricky. This is in Psalms 3, starting out in verse 1. It says, Lord, how my foes increase. There are many who attack me. Many say about me there is no help for him in God. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. I cry aloud to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not be afraid of thousands of people who have taken their stand against me on every side. How does that, what do you feel when you hear that? God's got my back. No matter what I'm in, no matter who throws what at me, God's got my back. And... You know, he's going to protect me no matter what mm -hmm. situation. And I could sit here and describe to you all afternoon situations I've been in. One in 2019, I was standing side by side with a police officer with a guy that would have killed the police officer in a heartbeat, but I was the first one to that officer. God's got my back. God's got your back. And no matter what I'm in, you know, if you really have three good friends, you got a lot of friends. And so people will turn their back on you. People will talk about you. People will stab you in the back every day. And I have them do that. But when they come to me and need help, I've not turned my back on any of them. Because the ultimate one's got my back's God. That's right. That's right. And so you just accept, I accept people for who they are. Mm -hmm. Even the ones that criticize me, you know, I tell my office, if I think these people like me because I'm Ricky Stokes, slap me. Yeah. Get my attention. <laughs> right. They don't. Right. But God's going to protect you in every situation. Now, the outcome may not be the way I want it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's God's, my idea and God's ideas are two different ideas. That's right. But he's got my back. I love he's going to take care of me. That's a good word, Ricky. And I, I want to thank you again for this, for sitting down with me. And let's just be an, being able to have a conversation around the table and, uh, and it's definitely a lot of leadership principles for me that I'm able to take away. I hope our listeners will be able to take away that, you know, it's one thing to face a fire. It's another thing to walk through it. It's, it's one thing to face a trial. Scars. You can have many scars um, going through doing what you do, Ricky. You could have so many scars of what people have said, people have done, all, all of this type of stuff. But ultimately, in the end, God needs to be our internal compass. And as long as we're focused and as long as we're heading that path, 
God has got us. He's got us. Absolutely. One last question before you get off the mic. How does Ricky know? Like, how, how do you know when and where and how to be there, man? Some of us look. Some of us, I got like 6,000 people in my telephone as far as contacts. I listen to the radios, and people would text me. The other night when the Ozark police officer got shot, I was covering a store extended care in front of extended care where a vehicle hit a telephone pole. I, I get pages out of Dale County, but I wasn't looking at them. And the text Ricky Stokes, somebody texted me with a lot of gunfire, and I picked it up and I went, uh, eight minutes ago they sent an officer to a suicide threat. Oh, wow. And in that eight minutes, officer down, shot in the head, suspects down, need two ambulances. And a text called it to my attention to look. Then I took all, well, first I called Colonel Charles Ward, who's over the Alabama State Troopers, because he lives in Ozark. Mm-hmm. And then I called Houston County and Dothan supervisors on the street, called Sheriff Alenza, Chief Parrish, letting them know what was going on as I was going to Ozark. Sure. So it's just contacts, listening to radios. I started with Sheriff's Office at 15. At 16, I was on payroll, toting a 357 Magnum wow. in uniform, driving wow. the sheriff's car <laughs> back in 1977. Yeah. And just being around. I've been involved in cases where a, a guy jumped on the train and killed the train engineer coming down the tracks right here in the city of Dothan, uh, where the police chief killed the mayor in Napier Field. Mm. So I've just been around and I know how to listen to the radios and not being paying attention. I was at the office a few weeks ago talking to my son and was talking to somebody who would bond it out. And my son said it was interesting to watch me and all of a sudden, right in the middle of the conversation, I just turned and walked in my office. And I heard something on the radio in the background that caught my attention and went in there and it was a chase that was going on. Wow. But it was, I was not listening, but I'm also listening. Yes. Just certain yes. key words. And people calling me. Right. People send me pictures all the time of stuff. So you guys heard it here. Listening, but not listening while always listening. I like that. I like that. That's a good word for us, guys. Listen, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, if you have not tuned in to SCAR, Seeking Courage and Redemption with Dustin Rivenbark, please click the link. Please subscribe. Tell your people about it because there's a lot of good stuff coming, guys. This is where we come together and we learn how to use our stuff, our junk, our hardships to become better versions of ourselves. I'll see you in the next couple of days.